You guys, a lot of, and, and what is one of the first things that we teach our kids? So when you have a kid and they start to be able to talk and you give them ice cream or you give them a present, then they're sitting there or someone else gives them a present, which is even more like, oh my gosh, as my parenting skills are on the spot now, right? What do you say? Say thank you, right? Every time I said that as a parent, I felt a little bit controlling, didn't you? Like, now say thank you, you know? It's really coming from your heart if I force you to say it. But that's what we do because we think it's important. Why do we think it's important to say thank you? I mean, clearly, if you give the kid ice cream, they're grateful, aren't they? I mean, they're excited. They're happy. Why do we think it's important to actually say thank you? Isn't it enough to just be thankful? Why do we think it's important to say thank you? I think it's important because... And here's what I want to talk about. Is gratitude gratitude if it's not expressed? Can you be grateful without expressing it? Is gratitude something that becomes something as you express it? Last night, um, we had two, uh, my daughters each had a friend sleep over. So, um, and uh, the way that I tell people I love them, just to be honest, is I buy them ice cream. That was the first date that Mandy and I ever had. It was ice cream. Um, you know, my go-to, it's like if I feel a little bit bored, you know, like we should do something special, ice cream. Like that's, I think about it for like a half a second. So I, um, I told the girls, I was like, hey, I got to go pick up the truck to drive the trailer. Um, I got to go right by Wendy's when I get some Frosties. And then, uh, you know, Maddie, just Christine's daughter, she upsold me because she's, and I've, I've taught her back in the day. I was a gym teacher and, uh, you know, she has these eyes. And when she looks at me with these eyes, I, she could ask me for anything. I, I don't know how to say no. Like in gym, um, like she would be like, can I be on so-and-so's team? Every time. Yes. Whatever you want. Would you like to run the class? You got it. And uh, she, you know, she, the last time they slept over, I took them to Dairy Queen and this lady made these ice cream cones. I kid you not, were like this big. I should have brought a picture. Darn. So close. I'm still getting used to the fact that there's technology. I'm old. Could have put a picture up. But, um, Go on my Instagram, and you can see what we got last night. Because she was like, Frosties are good, but remember those ice cream cones? <laughs> and I was like, Dairy Queen's not really on the way, and I promised your mom you'd be in bed by 9.30. Right? So she was like, I'm sure we'll be home by then. Right? Oh, man. It was great. And as soon as, and they knew, like, um, you know, they knew that they had asked for more than they really had been offered. And so as soon as I handed them the ice cream, like, it was the fastest I've ever like, Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Like, just wanted to make sure I got it. Like, yes. In fact, uh, I read the text that she wrote to her mom last night when we said it'd be okay. And it was like, thank you, thank you, thank you. I love you so much. Did you feel it? Did you feel the love? Yeah. Made it all worth it, right? So expressing our gratitude takes it from the realm of the theoretical into the realm of the powerful. And I want to talk about this whole concept behind expressing gratitude. And so I asked you guys as you came in today to write some things you're grateful for. Um, I'd like to just highlight a few of my favorites. So we got City Light right there. That's good. Um, Somebody wrote Christians, friends, and family. I like that. Just kidding. It said Christian friends and family. But uh, I doctored it. I don't know. Family, abundant life. Family's on here a bunch. Where? Oh, Mandy Dunn. The table was in the way. Sorry. Definitely the most important. Um, Nature. Look at family. It's on there a lot. Husbands. That's a good one. Uh, More family. Oh, look at this. Written really small. 
baked goods. I like that. <laughs> who wrote, who came in and thought, I'm grateful. Let me think. There's so many things in life. There's my friends, my family, baked goods. That's where I'm going. All right. I'm not making fun of that at all. I, I, I highly agree. Um, good health, joy no matter what. That's good. People who help me grow. Somebody's got really nice handwriting. Somebody wrote cats and dogs. I'm, I'm assuming that was a kid, but maybe. That's two different people. Somebody wrote dogs and somebody wrote cats. Sorry. There you go. All right. So we're grateful for lots of things. Um, I want to read you a story. So I want to read you a story from the Bible. Um, this is in the book of Luke. And I love Luke because he was a doctor. And if you read the very beginning of his book, he says, I am writing this stuff down so that you guys get it right, is basically what he says. He's that type A personality, you can tell. He's like, you know, some of these other guys have written stuff down. I just want to make sure I add my voice to this so that in 10 years, 20 years, 100 years, people get it right. They know the truth about Jesus. So he wrote down this encounter that Jesus had. And I want to read it to you, and then um, we're going to talk a little bit. So here we go. That's hysterical. That whole segue I gave is in the wrong book. I really think it's in Luke. So here's the question. Did I write Matthew incorrectly on my slide, or am I just totally wrong? So Matthew is this great author. Um, He is not a doctor, but he is Jewish and cared a lot. He was a disciple of Peter, who was a follower of Jesus. You don't even care, do you? All right. James, can you edit that part out, and we'll just start over? I want to tell you a story about Jesus. Okay, here we go. On his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. Um, As he was going into a village, two men, ten men. Somebody else want to teach today? Who's got it? All right. Ten men who had leprosy met him. Um, I don't know if everybody knows what leprosy is, but it's like a really nasty skin-eating disease. Um, And, you know, people who had leprosy were always leaving things behind. No, no. I mean, if their head wasn't attached to their body, the, uh, no, no, okay. I tried that out on my kids last night, they didn't get it either. So, um, all right, so in the Jewish culture, if you had leprosy, you were considered unclean. So you weren't, people who know known me for years are like shaking their head at me. They're like, no. Um, you weren't allowed to live in the community. So you were kicked out of the community, and what they would do then is they would form their own little communities of people with leprosy. And so, um, called lepers which are similar to cheetahs. No? Got one? Got one. Okay. So, uh, so they were kicked out of their families. They didn't see their kids. They didn't see their wives. They didn't see their husbands. And they were isolated and they were ostracized because people were afraid. So I um, just want to give you a little bit of backstory. So they stood at a distance. That's why. They wouldn't even come close to Jesus because they thought that that would be making him unclean. And what's amazing about Jesus is Jesus constantly crosses those boundaries. He constantly says what you think is, is standing between you and I is not standing between you and I. There's another story where he goes up to a man with leprosy and he just does something radical. He just reaches out and touches him. And he just kind of holds him and prays for him and heals him. And that very fact is just like for their society would have been outrageous. So um, they say, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. And when he saw them, he said, go show yourselves to the priests. Why? So the priests were the ones in that time who decided whether you were clean or not and allowed to live back in your community. So he says, go show yourselves to the priests. And I think this just was very confusing for them because clearly they wanted Jesus to heal them, right? 
And he says, hey, go show yourselves to the priests. And they're thinking, well, not yet. Like, you didn't do the thing yet. Like, we've seen you do the thing. Do the thing then. We go. Sh-. He's like, no, go show yourselves to the priests, which it, you will find in following Jesus that he does often ask you to do things that don't make a lot of sense. And following Jesus doesn't always mean A plus B equals C. And it's, it takes this thing that we call faith. So even if you're here today and you're like, I don't, know, I don't know if I am ready to follow Jesus. I don't know what I think about Christianity. It's a good introduction. Sometimes God asks you to do weird things that don't make sense. And, it, and the reason is because I think that he wants to teach us that he's trustworthy. So as they went, they were cleansed. So they're walking presumably some distance. Right? I don't think it was like five feet away, right? They were walking some distance, and as they're going, the leprosy leaves their body, and they're completely healed. They look, can you imagine? Can you imagine? Let's just pretend they've been sick for five years. Let's just pick that number out of the air. Can you imagine not having seen your family for five years, not being able to live in your community, not being able to worship at your synagogue, not even being able to be in the city? Like you were, there was a wall, and you were outside the city. You were living in this community of people who were sick. And suddenly they're cleansed. All they have to do is go show themselves to the priests and they're allowed back in. This is the greatest day of their lives. So as soon as they're cleansed, they just are like, yes! I mean, they were walking to the priests. Now they're running to the priests. And this is what happens next. One of them, when he saw he was healed, turned around. And, and, and like, I think it's really easy, if you know the story, to get all upset at the nine who didn't come back to thank Jesus. But I think it makes a lot of sense. Like, they're healed. This guy has to postpone seeing his family, his kids, his community to go back and say thank you to Jesus. So one of them, when he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice and he threw himself at Jesus' feet and he thanked him. He expressed his gratitude. And he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, we're not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? So there's a whole lot of undertones going there if you're from, not familiar with the Bible. But uh, Samaritans and Jews at this time were pretty, pretty much mortal enemies. And so this group um, of lepers obviously had some Jews and Samaritans mixed in because, you know, once you're kicked out, you're kicked out. And so I think those kind of cultural or racial or ethnic barriers become less important when you're fending for your life. But here, Jesus is amazed because this guy who's not even technically allowed to worship in the Jewish synagogues comes back and thanks Jesus. Just a, another layer of poignancy to the story. So then he said, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. So like I was saying, it's really easy to get mad at or, you know, to kind of judge or have an attitude about the nine and think, well, if that was me, I would definitely go back. But here's the point I want to make today. So put up that next slide. This is the point I want to make today. We need to make time to express our gratitude. And don't just assume it. So I bet these nine were walking along and they were like, oh, this is awesome. Jesus must have known this is what was going to happen. Praise God. Let's go to the priests. Now we can go. I'm sure he knows we're grateful. Right? I'm sure he knows because he's Jesus. And they didn't take the time. They just assumed he knew. Now, I want to just be honest with you, a little bit transparent. I was laying in bed last night and I was thinking, this is all I have to say. And basically, I'm telling people to say thank you, like we do to three-year-olds. And that's it. I have nothing deeper for you today. I have nothing life-changing. And I started to get really, like, you know, like, sweaty, laying in bed, realizing church started in eight hours. And, like, 
Maybe I have nothing deep to say to these people who are coming expecting something life-changing. I mean, Jonathan was up here last week, and he was just killing it, wasn't he? I mean, he was so funny. I don't remember what his teaching was about, but it was funny. (laughs) Just kidding. But seriously, I think that sometimes the simple things are the things we miss. And so I want to just, like, hit the nail on the head today so that you walk out thinking about this one thing. The one guy who turned around, who took time out of his life, out of his schedule, right, prioritized above even being with his family, being with his kids, to just express his gratitude. There's something powerful about that. Now, I'm grateful for a lot of things in my life. Aren't you? Let's think about some things. I mean, you put some things up here. I'm really grateful for the fact that Mandy, um, you know, washes most of the laundry, let's be honest, and folds it. I mean, I would like to think that the one day a month where I blitz it and fold a bunch would equal what she does every day throughout the month, but it probably doesn't. I'm really grateful for that. But I rarely, like, get out a clean shirt as I'm rushing around in the morning and take time to go say, thank you for washing my shirt. I don't. I don't express that gratitude. Anybody else here not express that gratitude? Like, um, what about a, a meal that's cooked for you in your home? What about when kids, teenagers, you're sitting in here, some of you high schoolers, what about when your parents pick you up for the sixth billionth time from a practice of some sort or a club of some sort? Are you like, thank you. You get in the car. Thank you so much for picking me up. No. No, it's not the first thing or the last thing that you say. Um, this is the thing. We assume it. I mean, we say thank you in, like, the places where we've been programmed as kids. When you get gifts, right, it's, like, obvious. It's, like, rote. But even that, you're like, do you really mean it? Like, thank you. And we're kind of looking at the gift, you know? I mean, how often do you express the things you really want to express? All right, so I want to talk about this. Why is this important? So next slide. Why is this important? First of all, there is scientific evidence. And I love when our research in the 21st century, catches up to what Jesus was saying 2,000 years ago. It is good for you to say thank you. It is good for you. It is good for me to have a, a lifestyle of gratitude. And that's really what I'm challenging us to do today, to get away from just the, the normal times. Like, it's as if we were talking about prayer, this would be like, get, get beyond just praying for your meal, right? We're talking about getting a prayer life. Same thing, like, get beyond just saying thank you in the obvious moments, And let's start to like really have a heart of gratitude. What if every day you wrote a text to someone and thanked them? What if you just had a month-long challenge? So I took, last year I did a 21-day gratitude challenge. And um, what I did is I thanked God. I'm trying to remember exactly what this is. But I thanked God for 10 things each day. And I had to try to make them different the whole way through. All right? So um, it was challenging. Hey, I have a video to show, so don't start playing just yet. Okay. I don't think they can hear us. All right, so I'm challenging you to get into the, the next level of gratitude giving. So I want to show you this video. Isn't that incredible? I, so it, I don't know if it said it on there, but an article I read said that actually being grateful can help you lose weight. So I've just been like, instead of running, I've just been like, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And just like, I've been watching the pounds just come off. It's amazing. So gratitude. Why? It's good for you. It's good for others. I mean, have you ever had somebody 
really genuinely thank you. Not just like, hey, thanks for the ice cream, but like, thank you for who you've been in my life. Have you ever had someone do that for you? I mean, it is. It is life-changing. So how do we do this? It's very simple. This is the simplest teaching I've ever given. But it's something we have to do. It doesn't just happen automatically. So I want to challenge you to start thanking God. To start um, maybe every prayer with a, a thank you of some sort. God, thank you so much. You know what's hard is when you don't feel thankful. Is when you don't feel like things are going in a way that would make you thankful. That's when it's really challenging. Like someone wrote up here, um, being thankful when times are tough. I can't remember. I don't, I don't find it right now. But, you know, that's, that's a challenge. It's like the next level of gratitude. But that's part of what we need to do to grow in gratitude. And, and then being conscious of thanking others. So let me just, uh, I'm going to end with a quick story. So, Caleb, you're on. Um, Listen, we're nothing if not slick here at City Light. Um, So the whole concept, can you put the last slide up again? The whole concept is that it's not enough just to assume it, right? We'd have to express it. So my mom passed away about three and a half, almost four years ago now. And she'd battled uh, lupus her entire life. She'd been um, in and out of the hospital throughout my childhood, Grew up with her really sick. The last 10 years of her life just got increasingly more difficult for her. And in the last, you know, couple months, we could kind of tell where things were headed. And she was in the hospital for like, uh, I feel like we kind of all knew this was like the last time she was going to be in the hospital. And a couple of days later, she went into hospice and then she came home and then she, she passed away. So in that whole process, um, there were times when she was more lucid. And I just got this moment. This was like probably a week before she died. And uh, my dad had just been like 24-7 taking care of her. And I remember I I went to the hospital to give him like a half hour to just go. I think think, uh, he went and bought shoes, actually, just to get out of the hospital for a half an hour. And I was sitting there with her, and um, I just thought, what if this is the last time, you know, that I get to really talk to her alone? And... I'm really thankful that I did this. And so it, I, I think it was the Lord just giving me a little, little Holy Spirit nudge in the moment. And, you know, we're, we're kind of unclear. I mean, if you've ever walked through with someone through um, the final weeks of their life, she was, we were unclear as to how aware she was of what was happening. And so, um, but in this moment, we just had a, a conversation where I was able to look her in the eyes and just say, Mom, I just want you to know how grateful I am because I know that you have sacrificed a lot to be my mom. You came to all my games, even though you were sick. And we just had a time, you know, and, and I could tell she knew kind of, I don't know if she wanted to admit it, but she kind of knew what was happening. And so you know, I'm crying, she's crying. And I'm just like, he was able to tell her, I really love you. And, and just like a really like heartfelt thank you. Thank you so much for being there for me. Um, and you know, then, like, slowly, within a couple of days, it was increasingly hard to talk to her, honestly. And, and um, in the end, you know, she was not as coherent. And there's a couple more times I said stuff to her, but I don't know for sure that she heard it. You know, that kind of thing? But I know for sure she heard that. And probably one of our last, like, really in-depth conversations. And I was so thankful to God that I got that. And um, 
Not everybody gets that, but that's the point. Like, make time to express gratitude. If we just take it for granted, this is the thing we take for granted. We take for granted so much in our lives. We take each other for granted. We take what we do for each other. Often, you know, I've read uh, books about like marriage and we take for granted the people we're closest to the most. You know, the people we say thank you to the least, scientifically proven, is our spouse. Right? So we, I just, I just think it's like, um, kind of like a call, like a challenge. Don't be like the nine who just assumed Jesus knew they were thankful. Take time out of your schedule, out of your life. Make a priority to express your gratitude. It's worth it. It's good for you. It's good for them. It's something that we can all do. All right, so we've got seven minutes left. And what we do here at City Light is we end with a response time. Um, can I get two guys to take this off the stage? Thanks. So what I want you to do during this response time is if you could all just get your phones out. So if you could all just get your phones out. I know that's not something you normally hear during church. All right, so we're going to sing a song. And I want you to just, uh, during this song, I just want you to, um, and, and listen, if you're, if you're here today and you don't, you're not a Christian right now. You're not, you wouldn't call yourself a Christian or a follower of Jesus. You're not even sure if you think, that, you know, why would I listen to the Bible? This thing that we're talking about, this is what's great about Jesus is what he tells us is true whether you believe in him or not. So if you're here today and you're like, I'm not sure about this whole Christianity thing, you can still do this. It's okay. Like, we would encourage you to do this. So I want you to, if you're a follower of Jesus, pray and ask the Lord who you should thank right now. And if you're not, just think about who's somebody you haven't thanked in a while. And I want you during this song, this is my challenge. Obviously, you don't have to do this. I can't force you to. But it'll be good for you. Write a text right now before you leave to someone and thank them. It'll be really funny if it's all like cross-pollination in here. You know, we all get a bunch of texts. So whatever, that's great. But like, write a, write a text and just say, I just want you to know how grateful I am. And just say something specific, one specific thing that you are or that you did for me, okay? Um, do that. You can sing along to the song. And if you're having anything going on in your life that you would like prayer for, we got these guys, amazing team over here that would love to pray with you. So could we stand together real quick? Let's stand. And before you text, I want to pray for you. So let's just pray. So everybody, if you don't mind closing your eyes, Jesus, we thank you for your love. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you that you sent your son, Jesus, to die for our sins and to raise from the dead so that we can have a relationship with you. We thank you. Jesus, we take so many things for granted in life, but we thank you for that. I pray you'd help us to grow in the area of gratitude. I pray this week that we would just get like a different way of looking at life and, and, and the people in our life, we would just begin to look for gratitude opportunities. So if everyone just keep their eyes closed for just a second, we like to give every, a chance every week for people to make a, a first-time decision to follow Jesus. There's no pressure in this. In fact, we don't want to pressure you. This is something you should think about and pray about. But if you're here today and you're like, you know what? I've been thinking about it for a while, and I do want to just say yes to following Jesus. No one's looking except for me so that I can come talk to you. Just raise your hand. If you're here today and you're like, I'd like to make that first-time commitment to following Jesus or 
you're here and like, I'd like to recommit. Like I've been in and out of church and I feel like I haven't been bringing my A game. I want to recommit to following you, Jesus. Just raise your hand real quick. All right, good. So I'll come find you and talk to you afterwards. So Jesus, we love you. We thank you for each other. We thank you for your love in our lives.